0: All right, I got my guy, Nick Wingo, former firefighter, best selling author, and entrepreneur. Nick, welcome to the show, man.
1: Hey, what's up, Joel? I appreciate you having me on, man. I'm really looking forward to this conversation.
0: Former firefighter, you know, you and I instantly connect being a former first responder myself as a police officer for 15 years. You did a lot of time in the business and you got out for, you know, for a lot of, I mean, a lot of the things we see in the first responder background is trauma, PTSD. And man, I'm really curious. Well, let's just fast forward. You're thriving now. You're thriving now. And you're doing something. What I see a lot of first responders do, they get stuck in this mentality. From what I see, you're not stuck. Matter of fact, you're thriving, you're growing, you're producing more and creating businesses. And so, man, I would just love to just learn more about that journey and and how you overcame it.
1: Totally. You know, one thing I want to say is that there has been plenty of periods in my life that I have been stuck. Um, So just because I'm not stuck right now does not mean that I have not experienced that because often people think like, oh, you're doing so great and you're, you know, you're thriving and all these things. I'm like, yeah, right now in this moment, I'm thriving and things are going pretty good. Um, But I have had plenty of moments where I have been stuck in my crap. It felt just like I could not move. So Um, but I was a firefighter for 18 years. I right out of high school, I went in the fire department. I I went to EMT school I went and got my fire one certification. And I started as a resident firefighter when I was literally uh, just before I turned 19. Um, and from there, I just worked up in the fire service. I became an engineer uh, a few years after that. And then I moved down into this, I started up in the mountains of Colorado. And then I moved down into the city um, in, in uh, a city here that's a suburb of Denver, Colorado. And I went to paramedic school. And uh, when I went to paramedic school, I got into an ambulance, and that was really the, my ultimate demise of of my career because what happened over the the uh, eight years of me being on the ambulance was was difficult to say the least. Uh, I lost ten coworkers in my the span of my career, uh, five to suicide, and uh, you know a few line of duty deaths. Half of one crew I lost, so I, I really witnessed a lot of carnage. Uh, I held a lot of dead kids. I I, I witnessed a lot of um, domestic violence murders and just a lot of bad crap. And it really just, it started uh, weighing on me significantly. And one day I looked at my partner and I said, hey man, I'm having nightmares and I can't sleep. And he told the captain and the captain was like, hey dude, you got to take a day off work. And I looked at him and I was like, I've been telling you guys that for like six months. You got to get me out of this, get me off this ambulance. I was at the busiest house. Um, in in the the department. And I was like, I've been telling you guys this. I don't understand why you didn't hear me. I told you I needed to get off this ambulance. I told you you needed to send me to a house that wasn't as busy. And so I got off, uh, went off work. And six weeks later, my dad died. And then I had a whole string of events happen that were just uh, unfortunate, but part of what my journey was going to give me. And so I went to treatment. I spent 30 days in treatment at the Center of Excellence in Maryland. And while I was there, uh, I, I decided, you know, th- this is it. I'm done with the fire department. I can't do it anymore. I've had enough trauma, and the doctor agreed, and um, she said, look, you, you, if you go back, you're going to have just a lot more of the same, and I don't think it's healthy for you. So I went on a journey of, like, self-discovery, like, okay, what the heck do I do with myself now? I am I'm not. I'm, I can't be a firefighter anymore, um, but my identity had become in being a firefighter. In fact, when I was in treatment, I had this question. I was asking myself, of like, who am I? Who Who is it? Who who am I? Because I really don't know who I am anymore. Because my identity was, you know, Nick Wingo, father, uh, son, firefighter, right? Husband. Like, those were the things that identified me as who I was. And so I had to really evaluate, like, what that was going to look like for me now moving forward in my life. And so I went seeking, anything I could. I I went to, uh, I went and learned about breath work and I thought I was going to be a men's coach and I thought I was going to do the men's retreats. And so I did a men's retreat and I took eight men out and it was great, but it just was never fully me. Um, And so that led to me starting my own company, Awaken IV, through a whole lot of failure and falling and figuring out where I was going. So that's, that's me in the condensed down, you know, 10 minute version.
0: Dude, That's awesome, uh, I mean, and I just think so many guys, looking back now, you had all these signs like you just said i man, I've been telling you that for six months. why now? why are you gonna give me one day? You know, you and I grew up in the era, and I think things are changing now, whether for good, for better, or for worse, right We see a lot of um I don't know, I think we we would say you're creating firefighters, you're creating police that are soft, right, like totally. oh, as soon as something comes up, you get an owie like. Make sure you're off for a couple of days. We don't want to hurt your feelings. And I see a lot of that in the police academy. I was, in a, I was a trainer for many years too. So I saw it firsthand. And there's a balance, I think, of, hey, toughen up, right? And you know, then there's the, hey, self-care. We, we actually do need to care for this person. We don't want them to go down that road. So there's definitely a balance. I see things going. Now it's the other extreme. But when you and I were coming through, it was like, hey, I don't want to hear your complaints. I don't want to hear your problems. Matter of fact, you're weak if you do. Totally. So what do you, what do you think what would you tell guys now that are coming into this profession or maybe you've already been in for 5 10 15 years like yourself what would you say hey man these are some things you need to look out for and if you're experiencing this I would highly recommend you start you get some help some therapy something Yeah you know
1: the biggest thing for me recognizing is like if I would have realized how absent I was from my family if I would have realized you know uh, how easily I was triggered you know the road rage the Uh, just like the from zero to 100 if you're somebody who's zero to 100 all the time that's not normal like that's that's something that you you are this has happened to you because of all your trauma and all the crap that you have and so just recognizing and just being real with yourself of where you actually are and i know men don't like to talk about this but actually feeling your feelings and being okay with your feelings and being okay with like oh i'm sad or oh, I'm mad or, oh, you know, I have this feeling that's arising in me. Because what happens with men specifically is that a lot of us, most of us probably, unless you're super, unless you had parents who taught you this, is we have like zero emotional intelligence. And here's the problem with that is that we, when we have no emotional intelligence, we disconnect from our bodies because our emotions rise up in our bodies And so when our emotions start to rise up in our bodies, then those emotions aren't safe. So our bodies aren't safe. And that is, that's not good because we, we have this, this heart, this heart brain connection, this gut brain connection through the vagus nerve. And so that connection is how we function and operate. And that's how we are just how we can live an abundant, amazing life. And so until you can be okay with your emotions, you're never going to be living a fulfilled life. And so my biggest thing is helping men specifically because women tend to do a little bit better than this, um, than men do. The, you know, The women that are in the fire service or police officers, they tend to be like okay with their emotions. It's really recognizing like, oh, I have emotions, and they live in my body, and my body's
0: safe. You hit on something really, really key. My wife would say this all the time to me. Joel, you're dead. It's like I'm talking to a dead person. You never respond, and I would just, especially when conflict would come, right? I would just stare at her and just look at her, and it wasn't that I was not listening. I actually just didn't know how to respond, and so I would detach emotionally, and it was it was a skill I probably had picked up from childhood to then becoming a police officer, and it actually— kept me alive, you know, in childhood, it probably kept me alive. And it was a survival skill. And it kept me alive for sure. And made me actually a heck of a it's a heck of a skill to have in combat or in in the work that we were doing, but not so didn't translate so well to family life and with kids. That's for sure. You also mentioned zero to 100. I love that. And I've felt like that. And I've noticed that about myself and had to do a lot of work. Is there one thing that you would say if guys if you're seeing yourself going zero to 100, start doing this right away? do this thing and it's going to help that. There's a lot of things you have to do, but just start doing this and that'll help bring some stuff down. Totally grounding,
1: learning how to ground yourself. Um, and so for me, you know, I, I ground through breathing or I go out and I put my feet in the earth, um, you know, in my bare feet into the grass or into the dirt. Um, you know, I, I, I do um, I'll do like five, four, three, two, one. So that's a exercise in like five things I see four things I hear three things I smell, two things that, uh, um, that I taste. And then, you know, so going through those things and just going, okay, I have my, I am like going a thousand miles an hour right now and my body and myself is needing something. And so I'm going to slow down and ground myself in order to figure out what my need is. And then once I figure out what my need is, then I can ask for help.
0: I love that dude. You killed it. That's so good. Anybody who's listening to this is going to really that's, – that's a great one. And then also when you left the center of excellence, was there one thing that you – There's so again, this is there's so many facets that you picked away in the skills. And then a lot of it was the self-discovery. I know a lot of first responders on the West Coast will go to this trauma center, and they, they talk great things about it. It's like a week-long process. For you, was there one thing that stood out that you had like left with? You're like, oh, my God, aha, that <laughs> is why I'm doing this, and I'm so happy I learned this skill.
1: Yeah, you know, the the biggest thing was, is uh, just slowing down Um, and just being present with myself and being okay with me because I was not okay with me. Um, And so the center of excellence for me was a pause. It was the most important pause I needed in my entire life. And so now I recognize like I need those pauses from time to time. And so now what I do is like, in fact, I just went away for a weekend this last weekend where I was gone. Uh, and it was quick. I was gone Friday morning until Saturday afternoon. And it was it was a me thing. I did donate my time to help out some some people with IVs. However, it was a lot about me. And so I'm learning to take those pauses for me to separate and get away from all the crap that's going on around me to just recalibrate and go, okay, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing.
0: Nice. That's that's great. And I think a lot of men, there's this idea of that rejuvenation, the refuel. And a lot of us don't know how to do that or turn it off. But it's actually that it might look like you said, it might look like we're detaching again, but actually we're not. We're refueling and we're coming back better for our wife and for our family. So I love that you said that. Talk to me about your new venture and just why through your self-discovery process and everything you started learning about with self-care, self-healing, biohacking, how that led to IV therapy and why you find it just like one of the most pound-for-pound best things you can be doing for your health.
1: Totally. So I started IV, I I knew that IV therapy was a thing about six, six years ago. I knew it was going to be a huge rise in it. Um, and I started working for a company, uh, doing mobile IV and learning about IVs about, uh, six months before I left the fire department. Um, and so it was something I was working for somebody else. And then I realized, um, that I could do it on my own and I didn't have to work for that company. But in this process, what I learned was, is that the IV therapy, number one, the NAD plus, um, it has helped me with my mental health significantly. They use it for addiction treatment. Uh, they use it for post-traumatic stress. They use it for all kinds of stuff. and it just really helps uh, with the brain fog. It helps with some of the, the, the joint pain and that stuff. It helps with inflammation. Um, and then the IV fluids, the vitamins, it just makes you feel so rejuvenated. Um, you know the way that we the way that we eat these days is not we, we just can't get all the nutrients and vitamins that we need fully. Um, I mean, you have to have a super widespread diet of stuff that is not offered to us anymore by what the ground has because of all the poisoning of the food and the bad crap that, that's in our food now these days, um, you, you're just never going to get the full um, range of vitamins that you really truly need. And so to be able to do that via IV fluid uh, and give you the nutrients that you really need to get your, your brain working correctly, to get your, your body functioning correctly, it's
0: really a game changer. Nick, how often will you do now, obviously, you know, this is your business now, so it's a little bit different, but before it was your business and you just kinda self again, back to the self discovery phase when you first discovered this. How often would you go out and do this therapy or what would you recommend people like myself? Hey man, come out and do it once a month and that's a good kind of strategy for just anti aging, longevity, refuel. Totally. Um, yeah, so um I do it for myself the optimal,
1: right? This is i um, understanding that some people can't afford the cost because there's a cost to it, right? Uh, optimal is every two weeks. I do myself an IV every two weeks. Uh, if you can do that, that's the most optimal amount to do it. Uh, most of the people I see, they'll do it about every four to six weeks. Uh, generally, I'll see people once a month, and they see massive improvements in their, their mental clarity, Their um, you know their energy levels are better, um, they're just general wellness. They're not getting sick like they used to. So just overall, if you can commit to doing it once a month, game changer for sure.
0: And talk to me about NAD Plus and kind of explain, you know, a lot of my listeners are, you know, biohackers and alternative health folks. So they understand, probably they understand NAD, but um, talk about NAD a little bit more, we, we know right now that it's like an anti-aging molecule, NAD. I always think of it as like energy, right? And it's like ATP, totally. producing energy. But mm-hmm. there's also been a lot of research, and I don't know all of it, with like PTSD and trauma, and they've seen stuff. And you mentioned a lot of the brain fog effects. I don't know a lot about that. Talk, talk about uh, that.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's really – what it's doing is it's helping those neurons in the brain just to fire um, again, so it's, it's helping those little, those little uh, dendrites and neurons, it's giving them a life again, it's, it's feeding them. But in NAD, at the most basic level um, to understand NAD, is if you think about the cell, the cell is, uh, we have, we're just we're a, a combination of a ton of cells, right? And the way that the cell work is you have the sodium potassium pump, that's how nutrients cross the cell wall. Well, NAD is what's called a helper cell. <clears throat> it helps the nutrients cross the cell wall And then it acts as a scrubber in the cell, cleans the skeleton and makes the cell more readily available to absorb the nutrients. And so NAD in itself is, is cleaning your cell and making it, giving it the ability to absorb the nutrients that it needs. And so our brain is, is an organ that needs to be fed nutrients, right? And so if your brain is not able to absorb those nutrients properly, then you're not gonna be at your optimal performance, your optimal well-being. And so that NAD is going to help you be at your optimal wellness, at your optimal performance. It's gonna help those ATP. It's gonna help you feel and when you feel better, when you feel better, you you you're you just you when your your body feels better, then your brain feels better and your mental health is better and everything in your life is better.
0: So true. And my business partner, I just got off a call with him the other day and he goes, I'm ready to go, man. I just had an IV NAD treatment. It's been so transformational for me. I do it once a month. And he said he just feels alive and just so energized for the few days after it. And so now it's just part of his, his regular game changing. And then now I'm just thinking for the first responder community, people that are in high stress environments, Man, that that could be something that refuels them. Maybe it helps with their sleep. And if they can do that, then they're going to be able to engage that prefrontal cortex and make maybe more logical decisions out in the field and with their family and home. I don't know. Have you seen that?
1: Totally, yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Um, speaking of, I, just a side note, the prefrontal cortex, interesting fact. Uh, if you're triggered, you you lose your ability. So the first thing that when we get triggered, the first thing that happens is that we lose our prefrontal cortex. The blood shunts away from it, and we lose ten to twenty IQ. And so, um, just for yourself, if you are triggered and you are not doing well, don't make any decisions because your IQ has literally dropped twenty points when you can't use that prefrontal cortex. Um, but the, the NAD will help you keep that function right. It'll help that it'll help that part of your brain actively uh, improve. So,
0: yeah. One of the things too, and I've seen with IV therapy. I was just looking out. I'm out here in Idaho now, and I was looking at some uh, places nearby. It, it's a little bit expensive. I I I was surprised. I was like, man, it's like three hundred bucks for like one shot, or even like I think four thousand if you want to do like multiple. Do you see that kind of coming down in the next couple years, and just with everything exploding right now?
1: Uh, I don't see the cost coming down just because of what's going on with our economy. It's yeah. more of a. It's. I think that's more of a, a money issue. Um and uh, what I do foresee though is insurance companies starting to cover these treatments ah. there is uh, there is a rise in the insurance companies starting to pay for super bills um and then here shortly, pretty soon, this is going to be an alternative medicine that's actually approved by uh insurance companies, so I do foresee not the price coming down but insurance companies covering these treatments
0: very cool, and then you know we were talking offline about. IV therapy and just the fact that, man, there's so many, they're all, there's all these ones popping up. And you said, yeah, Joel, of course they're all popping up, but a lot of them don't know what they're doing. Can you kind of talk Mm -hmm. about what you see in the industry or some flaws and and what's missing and what's going to make Awaken IV, what you're doing a lot different?
1: Totally. Yeah. So like one of the things that's happening right now, prime example is uh, anytime we have an alternative medicine treatment like this come up, you're going to have people who are not doing the right thing. So there was uh, this last year, I think there was a company that was injecting food coloring into IV bags and dripping that into people um, to make people think that they were getting vitamins, right? And so there's going to be people who are just not doing the right things. And so there's a lot of regulation coming down right now. Um, So we're going from uh, a really widely unregulated industry to a very regulated industry, which is why insurance companies are going to accept uh, the, these treatments, that's why they're going to pay for them, because it is becoming regulated. So, for example, one of the things that's coming up is USP 797. It goes into effect tomorrow. It limits the amount of ingredients we can put into the bag, um, and it, it just makes things a lot cleaner of how we're doing stuff. Um, and then also there's going to be a, a lot of stuff around, um, you know, um, how how we can administer, how, first, how we can't, what's the techniques we can use, what are the techniques we can't, and so and the other thing in the industry right now that's going on is there is a lot of people, what happens is, is they're just kind of thrown into this and they have a lack of education on what they're doing. So they don't know what the vitamins are. They don't know why they're giving the vitamins. They don't know the, the benefits of the vitamins. And so with, at Awaken, we have a, we're going to be the first to market with a 40-hour training program before anybody can operate. You will not find that in the industry right now. Um, Most people will have maybe a two to three hour training uh, and then a couple IVs and then that'll be it. I, I, I will have the most comprehensive training program that is the market currently.
0: And another thing we were talking about is just that bio individuality, right? Like, we're all, in, we all have this bio individuality. We all come in with certain needs and fixes. And you were saying too, a lot of, you know, the people are just behind the front desk, and there's no judgment. It's just that they are, you know, like a nurse practitioner who knows how to find a vein. And so they may not know how to serve you the best and really equip you up for success and long term success, not just come in here once, get an NAD drip, get a Myers cocktail, feel a little bit better. Like, we want to, keep this going for you so that we actually see peak health and optimization, right? Totally. Absolutely. You know, one of our core
1: values is education. Uh, And the reason being is that if I educate my people and then I educate my customers, their overall well-being is going to be better. And so I'm going to educate my customers. And sometimes what that looks like is educating that, hey, you may not need an IV. Maybe Maybe you need some other things and it's not that you need IV treatment right now. And so in that, that's my commitment to people, even if I'm going to lose a customer to that, because I want to make sure people are getting what they need, not just a, um, a a transaction. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I love that servant leadership serve. You're being that servant leader to your business. So that's amazing. What is what's exciting in the business of IV therapy? Like, what's up and coming? We talked about NAD. I know people are now doing methylene blue, which is kind of a hot mitochondrial support supplement. Anything else that you're seeing, or even if you want to talk about the methylene blue? I don't know.
1: Uh, you know, methylene blue. I haven't gotten into a lot yet, but what I am getting into right now is ozone therapy. Um, so ozone therapy is it's actually one of the most widely studied um, things in the industry, and it's not being utilized by people. Um, and and in fact. When we come to market, so we're a mobile only company, we go to people's homes. Uh, When we come to market, we will be the first mobile company to to offer ozone therapy. Uh, And so in the next uh, few months, we do have that coming. And man, the the ozone therapy, it it helps with oxidative stress. Um, So there's, you know, it's gonna help athletes with their improving their uh, VO2 max. It's gonna help those patients who have long COVID. Uh, It's gonna help a a lot of these people who have just, uh, you know, chronic inflammation. So the, the ozone therapy is really promising, and uh, it's pretty amazing some of the benefits and some of the stuff I can do. So I'm really excited about bringing that to market uh, in home.
0: Yeah, ozone is really neat. Ozone is o- known as O3, not O2, yeah. is oxygen. And I had Dr. Robert Rowan and uh, Michael Lowe on the podcast, both ozone experts, and kind of talking about that. Matter of fact, serendipitously, I just did o- yeah, ear uh, I did an ear treatment for my son yesterday. He had a uh, pretty bad ear infection. It was bothering him, and so I had ran uh, ozone through him for two rounds of five minutes directly into the ears. And guess what? Lo and behold, is he's, he's feeling great again. And uh, totally. back back during the pandemic, uh, I was I did even rectal ozone now. I have a home system, so that's great. But, Nick, what you're talking about for folks that don't know is the best form, like I just mentioned to everybody, is you can do dental ozone, which I've had uh, reverse cavities in my kids' teeth. I've done it, like, like I mentioned, rectally and through the ears. There's ozone encephalations that you can do for wound healing. What you're talking about is actually the best form, from what I understand, which is injecting in the body, and what a lot of people refer to as the 10-pass, which is you're going to circulate. You can explain it better than me, but I believe you circulate the ozone in your blood, and then you pass it back through. Is that what you're going to be doing for people in their home?
1: Totally, yeah. Uh, so there's, there's a few different ways you can do it. The, the way that we'll be doing it, just because of the mobility of it, um, is that we will take a, a bag of fluid. It's got 120 cc's of fluid. You add a little bit of heparin. Um, it's a blood thinner to make sure the blood doesn't clot. You fill the bag with 200 ml of your of the patient's uh, blood, and then we inject ozone gas into that blood, and then we drip that blood back into you. So we're going to give you that O3 directly into your bloodstream, uh, and it's, gonna, it's really going to be incredible and really just give you a ton of benefits.
0: Yeah, man. I want to switch gears, and something I didn't ask you earlier, and I was just thinking about, uh actually before i do though anything else you want to talk about in terms of iv and just uh the iv industry and just kind of the, what you're doing any exciting projects
1: uh you know nothing nothing per se you know for me what what i'm doing right now is i am i'm going to become uh a, a high level concierge service i i am moving toward well moving away from the hangover migraine cold flu to the hey let, let's get you let's get you to your optimal performance And let's do this on the front end rather than, hey, I got sick, now let me get an IV. Let's just get you to the point where you're just healthy all the time. So you're not sick, you're not feeling like crap, and you're you're at your best performance and you're at your best self.
0: Dude, I was just thinking, what about like – what would be awesome too is like if a firehouse would like – have you come in and like do a whole day of drips for like the entire squad or something like, you know what I mean? Like let's keep those first totally. responders on the front line, like in top gear. I mean, do you see industries or corporations kind of like, let's do that. Let's do an IV drip day and people can cycle in and through while they're on their shift, you know, things like that. Well, the fire department's a,
1: a tough one because yeah. it's always a money thing. But um, I am certain I I to partner with some corporations where I am coming in and doing their people once a month. Yeah, uh, and provide you know, I'm tapping into their wellness programs and giving them another option for wellness. So,
0: nice, love that. I mentioned I want to switch gears because I wanted to ask you a question. I think a lot of first responders would just hear your story and find it really inspiring. And I know a lot of first responders, and you do too. People, guys, that you know, they want to get out of the industry, or they just want to start a side project or a side business. They they love they 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 really want to do that entrepreneurial thing. But they feel stuck, or they can't. Like, what advice would you give them? And some of the mistakes that maybe you've learned and said, "Oh, I wouldn't have done that," but man, I'm glad I went through it.
1: You know, the big thing for me is coming back to be having your identity being first responder. Like, that's not who you are. And one of the things that I'm sure you heard it too uh, on the on the police officer side is that you, you often hear. Well, I can't do anything else. I can't do, I can't be anything else. This is the only thing I will ever be able to do because there's no way to transition out of this. And that is the biggest crock of crap. That's the biggest lie that anybody has ever told you because you can be or go or do anything you want to. Because here's the thing we, this is my belief, and this is where I'm coming from is that if I am, so if I am created by God in his most perfect image, then I am a creator. And how did God create? He created with his words. And how then so then how do I create? I create with my words. And so whatever I speak is what will become. And so I would encourage you is that if you want something, speak it and become it. Because you are a creator, just like our creator is a creator.
0: Dude, so powerful. I love that. That that is amazing, and that's that's great advice, man. Amazing stuff. Uh, I'm gonna wrap some things up and ask you maybe some final round questions. But before I do, just anything I didn't ask you that you wish I had? Nope. Could always bring you back on, dude. Uh, love love uh, chatting with you. Um, wanted to ask you just some final round questions. And number one is, what are what were some choices, or maybe a choice that you think you made that made you who you are today? Oh, I lost you.
1: I lost you for a second there. We'll Uh, ask the question again.
0: Yeah. um, I asked, I'm curious, what are some choices or maybe a choice that you think you made that made you who you are today?
1: Uh, You know, it was me being authentically me. It was me just um, saying like, this is me. This is who I am. And just allowing for that to happen. You know, when I was when I was getting close to leaving the fire department, I kind of knew I didn't kind of I knew it was coming. I felt it coming. I felt that I was done. I felt that. And and in fact, it goes back to that whole speaking things. I started speaking that I was done and then it was not too long after that that I was done. Um, And so, you know, um, yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is that, you know again, it goes back to that. What we speak is what we become. And so I, I recognized that when, it, when I was coming to the end there, it was, I was speaking that, you yeah. know?
0: Yeah. So good, dude. You're doing so much in the health and wellness world. And you know, you're an inspiration for a lot of folks who inspires you.
1: Oh man. Who inspires me? Uh, you know, I, I well, t- so funny. Tony Robbins was the first book that I read that started down my personal development. Um. So, he, you know, he always speaks to me. Ed Milat, I love following Ed Milat. He's such a gr- great dude to follow. Um, and then right now, one of the guys I'm really following is Gary Breca. That guy is a he's a force. I got a chance to meet him uh, just last week, and what an incredible dude. So that would be my three right now.
0: Wow, very cool, yeah. I've seen uh, Gary a lot on social media, but I've never had a chance to meet him, so that's that's neat to hear. It's always neat to hear someone, like, they, you feel like they're the real deal, not just the persona that they portray on you know, social media, but like in person too. So totally. What about rituals? Do you have any like hacks or practices or, you know, that you do on a regular basis? I've seen you do cold plunging and you got the IV therapy. What's like a regular for you?
1: Uh, The the morning routine. So the morning routine is I wake up, read the Bible to my wife. I do, excuse me. I do uh, three rounds of Wim Hof. And then I do a thing called the brain tap. It's a binaural beats with, uh, lights that flash on the eyes to help to get you in a meditative state. then I work out and then from the workout, I go to this infrared sauna and then from the infrared sauna into the cold plunge. And that's my morning routine every day. It's about two to two and a half hours daily. Um, but that's how I stay uh, operating at my optimal wellness and, and mental health because my mental health, if I, if I don't do that, I notice that my mental health goes down.
0: Yeah, same. I get up at four thirty every day, and um, I, I have to just do the things that you're talking about to take care of me. Because if I don't, then I feel like I'm behind the eight ball, and I'm I get stressed. I get frustrated. So um, that that helps me stay aligned. Dude, I'm a big reader. You have a best-selling book. Are there any uh, are there any top books that you mentioned? Tony Robbins earlier. Are there any any top books that you'd say, guys, go out and read this book. It'll change your life.
1: Uh, yeah, Atomic Habits. um by, uh, Atomic Habits is huge. And then uh, the most recent book that I just read is called "Mind Hacking Happiness" by Sean Webb. Hmm. It's a two—it's two books in the series. It's incredible. Um, it was really a great book to help me a ton.
0: Wow, I haven't heard of that one, so I'm gonna check it out. My guy Nick Wingo, uh, best-selling author of "Building Grit: How to Fight Fires of PTSD and Come Out Strong on the Other Side," awaken IV. Tell everybody where they can find you, connect with you, and just learn more about everything that you're doing.
1: Totally. So there's two spots that make it super easy. NickWingo.com. It's got all my personal branding, personal um, you know social pages, and then AwakenIV.com. That's got all the um, the social YouTube channel for the IV stuff. So I keep it kind of separate, but those are the two places you can find me.
0: Awesome, brother. Thanks for being on the show. I appreciate you.
1: I appreciate you. Thanks again. I enjoyed the conversation.